Welcome to Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. We give vitalistic chiropractors a chance to learn from the best around the world, discovering how they overcame their challenges and achieved success. In order for chiropractic to thrive, we must have thriving chiropractors. Now listen up, it's time to crush the curse. Hello, podcast listeners. Just wanted to uh, remind you all that we are having our Transformers Mastermind in Toronto on September 6th and 7th this year. Um, this is uh, an event that's only for eight people, not necessarily chiropractors, but it's if they want to dive really deep. We take a day and a half. We actually do calls with them the month before, and then we do a follow-up with a month after. So it's basically like a two-and-a-half-month process, and we dive deep with eight people. We have some great results and uh, great feedback from the people who were uh, with us last year. It's uh, myself, Brandy McDonald, and Dr. Peter Kaborkian. And it's a super transformative day. If you want any more information, go to www.trueconceptseminars.com. And uh, we, we do this process through application. So reach out and ask us for more information. And we would love to see you in Toronto on September 6th and 7th at our Transformers Mastermind. Now enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and uh, today I get to go down to the Philadelphia area, and uh, I get to um, interview the better half of someone I already interviewed, uh, Dr. Tony Miller, and this is, this is the person that makes his life easier, and she's like the queen of the practice. She's not a chiropractor, but it's just like me and Brandy, where she kind of she runs the show, and and uh, and they're they're a power couple, um, young out in practice, and uh, she's been to our, she's in our shift, and she's been to our Transformers Mastermind, and we've seen her grow like amazing over the last couple of year, year or so, and I'm p- super pumped to introduce our guest, Emily Miller. Welcome to the podcast, my dear. Thank you so much, Dr. Don. I'm so pumped to be on here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty exciting. So, um, what I'd like to do with all my guests is is kind of. Um, Maybe just give your first introduction to chiropractic because I always like to have like non-chiropractors on, on because you can say whatever you want. Right? In Canada, we always have to be careful what we say, but you can say whatever you want because chiropractic's been your story, right? So how did you even find out about chiropractic in the first place? Um, so the, it goes back to, I was in undergrad, I was an exercise science major and I was in a biomechanics class and I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, and then one day for our lab, we had, um, our professor had a chiropractor come in and oh, at wow. first you're just like, what the heck is like, what does chiropractic have to do with biomechanics? Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and like at that point, like I still didn't get it. Like, cause I was all about like muscles and vectors and like the pools. And uh, that's what, like, that's what I was into. That's what jazzed up about. But, um, Tony, my husband, was in the same class as me. And so we had started dating probably about six months prior to that class. And I was just like, okay, like, the chiropractor came to class today. And he was like, oh my gosh, a chiropractor came to class today. And I think like that's when he like knew that he wanted to like dive more into chiropractic. So, um, so my first introduction to chiropractic was in school. Um, but then, of course, we've been together for um, well over 10 years now. So it's, um, I've been part of his journey. Chiropractic's been a part of my life because when he was in school, um, or right before he went to um, Life University, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So um, I had no idea how, um, you know, I just went traditional medical route with that. Um, and my although my symptoms were going away, um, I wasn't feeling any better, like no energy, like, like I had all this other stuff going on. Yeah. 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 So, um, I hopped back on, um, you know, going to see a chiropractor when one of the professors at life university was like, Tony, you need to bring her down. Um, and so I went down for a week on a whim and, um, the promise that I made when I left, um, Atlanta was that I would be under care. Um, as soon as I would come back. So um, I went to a chiropractor after that. And um, I would love to say my life was like drastically changed. It was like a miracle, but I wasn't the, um, I wasn't an optimal patient. <laughs> so it was Did like- you have poor compliance or what it was? 
well, no, it was, it was my understanding about it. Um, right. And I was like totally reflecting about this. Like I, I, as soon as I started feeling better, which was very quickly, like two months, um, into care, I was still on like a three time a week plan. And I was just like, no, you know what? I'm feeling better. And I don't have to go as often. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> I think a lot of chiropractors out there hear that from a lot of their patients. They hear like, oh. I started, I started weaning myself off until I didn't end up going anymore. So, right. um, but then my, you know, life caught up with me and then my health started rapidly declining again. Um, although going to the, you know, going to my general practitioner, um, my Crohn's disease diagnosis was totally gone. Like my body had totally healed from that. Um, but it was just like some other things that were going on. And again, um, it was right when Tony and I had just, um, we had just gotten married. It was right before I found out I was pregnant. Um, I had all this stuff going on and on our honeymoon, he like made the promise, like I made the promise to him that I would start under care. Um, and so I did again, again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was, but it was, it was a dramatic, like it was, it was such a different experience. Um, right. Such a different experience. And, um, I was actually telling Tony the other day that I'm just so grateful for the experience that I had, um, with, with that doc, because I, it wasn't, it was no longer about symptoms at that point. It didn't matter what I had. It was, um, I remember when I, when I told, um, when I told the stock that I was pregnant and he was so excited for me because he was like, you know what, your body's choosing, like, this is a really great sign because your body's not fighting itself anymore. It's choosing to be in this like creative place. And I'm like, what, what did like, it was just like kind of woo woo to me at the time. But like, (laughs) it was like, like, I remember like, oh my gosh, no, like my body like doesn't hate me. It's not. It's not right. always going to constantly attack myself. And so like it's growing a baby and that's like, I don't know, to make a lot of long stories very short. Like that's my introduction to chiropractic. And, um, and then Tony graduated and then we opened up the practice here. So that's awesome. And yeah. so yeah. Um, when you went under care the second time, um, like how long was it under care before you got pregnant? So I was pregnant. Um, and I didn't know I was pregnant for three months and I had no idea. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, so. <laughs> Which is funny because as a, as a naive male, I would say, how, <laughs> how do you not know? Like, it, like you just kind of didn't know or just like it's. Well, no, I, I didn't know. Um, yeah. I it's just, <laughs> um, I, I had zero connection with, with my body. What's your body? Like, yeah. Yeah. Zero. Like the whole like brain body connection, like was not there. There. Yeah. Yeah, Although I see, like, I was just going to say, you see that sometimes on the news where someone like, uh, doesn't even know they're pregnant and then all of a sudden they just have a baby and stuff. And so like, you're kind of like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I think it was all like a whole denial thing. Like, even if I did like kind of think maybe I was, I was just like, no, because, um, with the Crohn's disease diagnosis came like a PCOS diagnosis came with like a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. Um, but just. I mean, it was like a dysfunction diagnosis, basically. You're just but not like, functioning good. <laughs> no, no. Um, and and so I was told that I would never be able to have kids. So it was just like, okay, well, maybe maybe if I am, but like, no. Um, they told me that I'm not going to be. So it's not that. It's got to be something else. So you just kind of tell a story in your head, and just kind of like just kind of confirmed it that no, I'm not pregnant, and then you then you finally found out. Yeah. And then I took a test and I found out. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. So, so you guys, um, so, so Tony graduated and then he came back and then how long was it before you started working with him? So we, um, he graduated in December. I had, we had our, um, oldest son Gabe on in, in March. And then we opened the practice in September. So Gabe was like six months old. So Mm, that's cool. And so you, right when you yeah. practice, you started working right off the bat. Right after that. Yeah. So I, I quit my job and we opened a practice. Um, okay. I quit my job like a week before and <laughs> we opened the practice. So, so let's I, go. I, was I like, say- jumped in both feet. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. That's I was never, I was never a CA before. I had no idea how to run a business. Um, so yeah. You're fresh. Okay. So what job did you do before? So what was your kind of past experience? And then we'll kind of go into how you kind of learned all the, the stuff about a business. 
Yeah. So um, my my background, my undergrad was in exercise science. Um, mm-hmm. I had a nutrition background with that, and then my master's degree was in public health um, with a community nutrition focus. So I always thought it was going to be um, like I wanted to go to school um, for to be a naturopath, and so cool. um, yeah. Um, but then I got really sick and like, nope, I'm going to put that on the back burner. So that's when, um, I went to school for, I just wanted to continue my education, get a master's degree. Um, and then after that I did a lot of employee wellness. So initially right after, um, right after undergrad or during undergrad, I worked a lot with kiddos, um, at a local hospital. I was, um, I was interning in their weight management program. So it was a lot of like exercise prescription, helping them like see like their goals and helping them accomplish goals. And then um, after I got my master's degree, it was more helping employees of large companies in the area, like do biometric screenings, um, mm. find out what their biomarkers are, and then helping them um, like plan out a course of action for, for them and their health. Yeah, so it's so funny because that's such a, it's such a similar um, uh, skill set, like how how Brandy started, because Brandy worked with in the nonprofits and worked with women who'd like uh, suffered domestic violence or street prostitution, and and she really focused on how to empower them to get back into the workforce and kids yeah. and children with disabilities that had a hard time adapting to their environment. And it's so funny how those skills can transfer into chiropractic, just like what you, what you had too, so easily, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But you, it's like one of those things where I don't think you, like, I know for me, I didn't realize it right off the bat. And so like, I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know anything. Master's degree. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about the field that I'm in, but like once that stress gets dialed down, like you can actually begin to understand like, Oh, well, this is all part of the equation. So it all, it all blends in. Yep. That's cool. So, so your learning curve at the beginning, how, how did you, how did you guys start out with practice and kind of, how was it for you? Like, I know there's gonna be lots of challenges and stuff, but how, how was it for you just to get, just to get started? Um, getting started. I mean, there were like highs and lows. Um, we, we had, um, like, uh, a mentor, like come in and, and, and help us out a little bit. Um, and, and it's just so, so grateful for that experience. Um, but again, with that, there's just like the highs and lows and highs and lows and how to balance that out and really find, you know, find your truth, find your flow. Like I think a lot of times with, um, and with like chiropractic and, and and it's the same with like any profession, like you have to find your tribe, like find the people who's, who their truth resonates with your truth. And so you can develop your truth even more. Um, and you can be like, you can like dig in and find your roots, um, in your truth. And I think that's when our practice started really, um, expanding just because we were really concrete with what we were doing, why we were doing it. And like the principles that, that followed along with that. Follow along. That's so, cool. And yeah. so when, when you guys first started growing your practice, what kind of things did you do at the beginning to kind of get the message out there. Cause we got, you know, a lot of chiropractors out there that might be a little bit stagnant or, or just starting off. And, and, and what kind of things did you guys do to kind of get things rolling at the beginning? Um, so to get things rolling at the beginning, um, I mean, we, we just thought like, we got to get new patients. We got to get new patients. We got to get new patients. Which is true. <laughs> which, is, which is, which is true. But if you're like, if you're confused about chiropractic, like goodness gracious, like those <laughs> They're going to be like just as confused. <laughs> um, so, so I think um, a lot of our efforts and we like the cool thing about it. And again, the thing that I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, we, we made that push in the beginning. Um, like we bought a program. We're like, we're going like, we're doing every festival. We're going into schools. We're talking to teachers. We're doing everything. Um, like we were literally everywhere every like moment of the time. And and sometimes it was great. And sometimes it wasn't, um, again, but I think that's just because like, if we were confused about what we were doing, like we couldn't convey any kind of certainty or clarity. (laughs) We were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and two, like with festivals and stuff like that, um, you and Brandy always like talk about personality types. Um, and to have Tony and I like at, a like at a festival 
no, nobody's coming to our booth. <laughs> we were like, those were like shaking in our shoes because yeah, because um, you're nervous, like, worried about what people think, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, all those fears, like all those past patterns, are like showing up, um, and that's what happened for us. Um, but we were finding um, a, a sweet spot with like schools and talking to teachers because, like, I think this thing, like this unconscious thing, like kept on coming up, like stress, 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 and teachers around here are so totally stressed um, right. that we, we actually, um, we, we got quite a few like teachers under care. And then from there it was like teachers and then like students, like kiddos. And it just really, we found a sweet spot with schools and we started just really like, um, like diving in, in, into that more just because kids are, kids are the future. Um, yeah. Yep, kids are our future, and the, the educators are the ones who are, um, like, they're with the kids. Right, and as, they can give yeah, advice. Their all day long. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if the teachers have an amazing threshold, they're going to be able to, like, they're going to be able to rock their day. So, um, and they're going to be able to handle 30 kiddos with, um, like, a lot of different personality types and energies and stuff like that. So, yeah. Right. And I think yeah. that's really important because at the beginning when someone's, you know, just starting out and even though that you guys, you said you're a little bit confused about chiropractic. Um, I think <laughs> it's still, I think it's still so vitally important, even though it kind of seems like it sucks at the time is to throw yourself into all those different scenarios because then you kind of get clear on what resonate with you and then maybe what, to, maybe what doesn't. Right. It's a, right. Sometimes it's, a, it's just as important finding out what doesn't resonate with you with than what does. Right. Yeah. And so absolutely. Tell me a little bit about the confusion in chiropractic. So I'd love, I'd love to hear your progression from the confusion state to the more clear state. <laughs> gotcha. So with my experience in chiropractic, it yeah. was like, so I was introduced to it. So I can only speak from my experience, um, totally. but like going back like 10 years ago into that, like biomechanics class, um, I thought at first chiropractic was just very mechanical. Like you got your spine and that's what chiropractors do. Um, they work on your spine. Um, but then like with my health challenges, um, it was, it was very much like I was introduced to reintroduce the chiropractic in a very pathological model. Like, yeah, we're going to help you with this condition. We're going with to help your you with your Crohn's disease. Yeah. 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 And Tony went to a chiropractor cause he, um, he was in, he did a lot of like weightlifting. Um, and so he had, um, some shoulder stuff going on. So he went to a chiropractor for his shoulder. I went to my chiropractor for my Crohn's. For Crohn's. And so it's condition. Yeah. Really so it's condition based. Yeah. yeah. And so along this journey of, um, you know, fast forward to when we opened, um, we kept on, you know, getting people like people were actually like calling and reaching out to us. Hey, can you, um, I, I hear you, you know, you work with kiddos. Do you treat like, can, can you help treat my, my child's ADHD? Right. Or can you help my husband treat their back? Pain? I'm just like, I'm like, I, or, or my kids like constipation or, you know, asthma or allergies. I hear chiropractic works great. Can, you know, is it something that you guys treat in your office? Like, that's what they say. Is it something that you treat in your office? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so what do, I, what do I, it was like paralysis by analysis because I, I had like, I knew it worked, yep. but I also know that like it works for all these different things, but I didn't know why, like. Right. Or sometimes so it was, doesn't work. Right. Sometimes it, or sometimes, sometimes it, it yeah. Not. Or some, yeah. If you're treating that also, condition, we would also see that too. Like so-and-so like came in cause they had back pain and you know, after a couple months they're, they still have their back pain and right. it's not, it's not a, you know, a chiropractic failure. Um, or what well, we saw it as a chiropractic failure, like, right. but so like, okay, how, like, my whole journey with, um, like, that was the pivotal moment for me. Like, when we started, like, hearing more people like, hey, do you guys treat this in your office? I am, like, all about truth. And I wanted to make sure I was telling people the truth. Yes. <laughs> so they yes. could, so, like, because they deserve that. And, and I deserve to tell them the truth, um, just right. from my conscious standpoint. But, um, yeah, so it was, I like, I said at that moment, like, I would love to have a better understanding of how to 
talk to people and how to convey chiropractic, not from a conditional standpoint, like what do we do and how do we do and why does it help all these different things? And so um, that's right around the same time that, um, that you guys, it was probably about nine months before, um, before you guys came out the vitality shift. So um, as soon as it was, and I was, um, you know, familiar with Brandy and her work um, through uh, a SCA program that I was in. Um, so it was just like that constant, like following her, following you guys. Okay. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And as soon as like you guys launched that, we were like, okay, we're going to be, um, in Boston because I want to know more about this. That's so cool. So, so, um, like, and again, I know because you're very active on the vitality shift because again, there's a lot of CAs in the, in the program too, and they have a hard time explaining it. So what was the biggest difference in how you answer the phone now? So if if I call and I go, hi, Emily, do you help out kids with asthma? Like, how would you respond to that now (laughs) when you're a little bit more clear about what chiropractic does? Yeah. So, um, I mean, our, our, our intake phone calls are, are quite different um, than probably the majority of people's. Um, just again, just because of the majority of the, you know, our, our practice members are kiddos. So I'm talking to parents. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm going to answer your question, but Brandy always talks about like psychological comfort. Yes. Um, so it's like how I used to hate phone calls. Like I couldn't stand like, the phone would ring and I wouldn't answer it. When you're the, when I was you're the so terrified. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like, Oh, why, why don't we have any new practice members? Oh, oh shit. Like I wasn't sorry. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the, the first uh, rule for success. Answer the phone. <laughs> yeah. Cause I didn't know, like if people were going to ask me questions, like I didn't know how to answer them. So right. like, yeah, as well as I tell in the universe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I like, I made like I drew a line in the sand. I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn this so I can start creating um, a lot of psychological comfort for parents over the phone whose kiddos are struggling with all these different things. And I've got to like hold their hand through this whole journey just because they've been a lot of these, a lot of parents have been through the ringer. Like they've yeah. been to, you know, doctor's visit after doctor's visit, therapist visit after therapist visit with no answers, no results, like a lot of false hope. So, right. There's a lot of, um, you know, comfort and truth. So like, how can I be like at every point of conversation with, with our practice members, with, uh, their parents, um, how can, how can I be as truthful as possible into, you know, as so what it is we do and how we help kiddos. So, um, you know, it's, you know, when they, now when they ask, um, it's, you know, we've absolutely like, we've absolutely seen kiddos. We, we care for kiddos who have this diagnosis. Right. Um, this is, this is how, this is, this is what the experience is going to look like for you. This is how we measure it. This is how we assess it and really hold their hand. Welcome through the whole journey. Um, really give them expectations like on a first phone call about like what to expect in terms of, um, I, I even, like go as far into, cause we use the um, CLI, the insight scanning technology yes. um, in our office. So what it's actually going to look like for them, because at first parents were like, you're going to scan my child. What does that even mean? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. So this is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to look like for, for you. This is what it's going to look like for them. And they're just like, they take this big, deep breath. <sighs> okay, cool. And I'm like, we got this. Like it's just giving them like confidence and hope every step of the way on the first phone call. Um, and like what it looks like after that, what someone's care would typically look like and why it looks like that. The brain works best through repetition. That's how it learns. Um, mm-hmm. So this is like Dr. Tony's going to be going over your specific care plan with you on this visit. Um, and in terms of like pricing and pricing structure was always something that I got hung up on. Like they want to know how much it costs. Like, like, no, like I lay everything out for them. Um, so they, they know, like they have that sense of psychological comfort and, and you know what, like they know on that first phone call, like they either want it or it's not for them or it's not for them yet. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. And then you leave the door open because if it's not, it's not right for them yet, it's still in a, right. in a nice atmosphere um, so that they yeah. can still be open to it in the future, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's absolutely. Cool. So, yeah. so when you learn um, how to be like, uh, or how to maybe explain it and, and kind of get to the, 
to the proper expectations and all that stuff that decreased your stress levels, obviously for answering the phone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 100%. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And, and cause, cause we also have people like they have um, experience from other chiropractic offices too. So, and how we practice is so totally different than a lot of people. So um, they also deserve to know that there is going to be that difference and what their expectations are from their previous experiences may not be the same here, but mm-hmm. it's, I mean, we're all, it doesn't matter what technique somebody uses or it's all like the whole goal. And this is, this, this is what happens. And this is what happens. This is what we look for. This is why we look for it. And right. this is what, you, this is what you can expect to see. This is what we have no control over. Right. And then being okay yeah. with some of that. Unknowing, and actually it's funny we find too that the more you explain this to to practice members when they come in they don't they don't nest they don't want you to guarantee stuff they just like they feel better they're like it's okay but right right and and that's like i was actually reflecting on that this morning because initially like like we thought people wanted that guarantee like we thought parents wanted the guarantee that their kiddos like adhd was like adhd symptoms were gonna like lesson or go away. They weren't going to have it like an autism diagnosis anymore. But we learned like pretty quickly, actually, that people don't want those promises. People, people want to know that they're being cared for mm-hmm. and people want to know, um, pe- people want to know what to expect. Um, and, and, and it, yeah, like they, they don't, they don't want those promises because they get those promises everywhere else. Right. And, and, and 99% of the time, those promises don't actually, like, they don't make those promises. Like, those, they don't keep those promises. Yeah. So and, they just, they get totally skeptical, right? Because they're like, anytime someone says, yeah, I got that, I promise it. Like, now all of a sudden there's red flags coming up because you're like, yeah, well, every, like, when people say that, I've been totally lied to in the past. Or I haven't been, have, that hasn't pulled through in the past. And, and, I, and I think they can kind of sense that truth when you, when you lay it out like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's one thing, like, to to give them that promise. It's another thing to like hold that vision for someone's potential. Mm-hmm. Like we have no idea what's going to happen, what the outcome is, but just know that the potential is there. Like you're still breathing. The potential's there. So you have no limitations to matter. The potential's there. So yeah. That's so cool. Now I, I, I'm just going to switch uh, gears a little bit. Cause I, I'm always interested when, when you have uh, married couples working together. So, um, so how has that been? Cause again, there's, you know, there might be some new, there, we get a lot of students that are, that are listening to the podcast too, and they come out and, and whether there's a husband and wife that are both chiropractors or like your situation or my situation where the, where uh, the, either the husband works the front or, and manages it and the, and the female's a chiropractor or vice versa. Um, how has it been for you and what kind of advice would you get to a, to a young whippersnapper? You guys are still whippersnappers, but like a real young whippersnapper <laughs> if they're going to work with their spouse. Um, well, it's, um, <laughs> it hasn't been like in the very beginning, like it wasn't easy. Um, no. <laughs> just because there's like, like you're with them all day, every day. You don't get a break from each other. Um, and so if there's any like tension in the air, like you can either choose to hide it or you can address it. And depending on the personality type and, you know, Sometimes nothing gets addressed for years and years and years. And it's just like this build up, build up, build up. But no, um, it's, I, but it's an experience that I would never, like, I would never go back on it. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's so like, it's so much fun. But we've, we've, we've gotten to that point with, because we've gotten a lot of, (laughs) a lot of assistance. Um, And we, but but we asked for, we asked for help um, just because, we knew the experience um, could be amazing, but there are a lot of like a lot of our own patterns, a lot of our stuff. Like it, if we let it creep in, it's going to create a lot of um, disconnect. And 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 in practice together, like people feel that, people know that. So right. like we we owed it to ourselves, but we also owed it to everybody else. Like we didn't want people coming in. Like if we had like a disagreement or an argument about something. Um, which right. doesn't happen a lot, like thank goodness, but um, like they walk into that and it's not fair to them. Like while they're getting an adjustment, like it's not fair to hold that like 
to harbor that resentment um, for someone else while you're giving somebody else an adjustment. Like you've, we, we've done a lot of work on ourselves. Um, and <laughs> so, so it's really what um, the more, the more we grow as individuals and the more supportive we are for each other to grow, like just holding that space for growth for, for me holding that space for him and him holding that space for me and encouraging that mm-hmm. not um, from a very loving standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the more we've grown as people, the more we've grown the impact in our community in the practice. So, um, the practice wouldn't be where it is today if we hadn't taken the steps to grow as individuals and as a couple. So that's, it's just a reflection of our capacity. hundred <laughs> percent it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because yeah. whether you have children, whether you work together in a practice, all of those responsibilities almost put a little bit more pressure on you to, uh, to work on your shit. <laughs> right. Because yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, you can either choose to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not sustainable or, um, you get, yeah. Or like you just, you know, take a big gulp and swallow it and say, okay, I can do this. I'm going to work on myself. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is so cool. Cause that kind of transitions right into our next little thing is that, um, cause uh, both you and Tony came to the transformers mastermind in Toronto this last summer, which was yeah. really cool. Cause it's so cool it's to awesome. see a young couple, uh, working on their stuff that early in the marriage. I think me and Brandy would have been awesome to do that that early. I think we, we weren't that early in, <laughs> in our practice to figure things out. Because how long you guys been in practice for? How long? How many years? Um, so this is going on in September, be year five. Yeah, year five. So I think year yeah. five or six. That was just when I we, when Brandy started to come into my practice, right? So I was just kind of struggling along by myself before that even happened. So you guys are like way ahead of us. So so tell us a little bit about um, your experience with the mastermind, and then we'll we'll kind of get into some some key components of that. So how was your experience at the mastermind? Oh, I loved it. Um, I absolutely loved it. It was a fantastic experience. Um, Something that, because um, you were talking about like being a parent, um, something that um, Dr. Peter had said to Tony and I both is that everything that you will need to know in life, I'm obviously paraphrasing his genius at this point, but everything <laughs> you know in life, like your kids will teach you. Um, right. And it was just like, I know that stuck with me. I know that stuck with Tony, um, but it's so true. It's so true. And it also goes in like, it just, gave us more like encouragement to like dig deep within ourselves and like to help ourselves. Um, because what we're like, what we found and what we like reflected on right away is when we're out of balance, our kiddos recognize that. And it just actually ends up being fuel on any kind of fire um, at that point. So, so yeah, so it was encouragement. Um, it just gave us a little bit more like fuel to like, yes, like we're going to do this. We're going to get into this. Um, at the, the, the mastermind. Um, but then after we left too. So, yeah. And, um, uh, I was wondering if you could tell a little story cause it was really cool about the, um, about, can you maybe tell the listeners sure. a bit about your voice and, and the board breaking? I think that was, uh, that was what, that was actually my highlight. I think of the mastermind. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. That was my next point. Um, yeah. The board breaking. <laughs> um, so maybe tell the listeners a little bit about how, how that went down. <laughs> so I like, one of my gifts is I can just like straight up like jump into a situation and like not know what the outcome's going to be, but still have like a lot of excitement doing it. <laughs> right. So, that's so, awesome. Um, oh, that's a great yeah, trait. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, um, we're doing a board breaking exercise and I was just like, yep, I'm going to go um, after. So um, Dr. Peter, he had, um, he had done it and it didn't look easy. But I'm just like, there's probably some like magical, like spirit, like I will channel like all the spirits from all over and that force is going to help me print the board. Right. <laughs> like I can do it with my mind. Like I don't even have to touch this thing. I'm like, I got this. So, um, so I'm like, all right, like I'll go first. And the first board, like I broke no problem. Um, created a lot of success momentum for me with that. And then the big thicker board. Oh. It felt like it was a foot thick, but I think it was only like <laughs> three quarters of an inch, right? I think it was three quarters of an inch yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It might have been an inch. It was pretty thick. It was, it was yeah, it was very thick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, um, I went to do it, you know, went to, and I, I didn't do it. Like I didn't break it. And I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. That's, 
fine. I'm going to shake this off. I'm going to do it again. So I do it again. Didn't do it. And I'm just like, all right. All right. Um, and then like, it got to the point, I, I don't even know how many times I tried to do it. Maybe you do like five times. I think it was the about there. Yeah. Around. yeah. And the yeah. whole room and we're all getting so uncomfortable. Like I know for me, I was just <laughs> like, I was like, Oh, like it was starting go ahead. I don't interrupt you, but it was pretty. Oh, no, I was just crazy. like, I was just like, what's going on? Why, like, why am I not doing this? And, um, you had told me, or someone had told me you, Brandy or Dr. B, like said, okay, let's like, let's take a break. Like, let's I have said that. People do it. you said that. Yeah. And I, I needed, I needed that. I yeah. needed that just to like regather myself because I was yeah. like, I plus my hand hurt. Like, yeah, no doubt. I was like, how many hit? I felt so bad. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and so I watched, I, I watched everybody else break the small board and then immediately break the big board. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like everybody else broke the big board on the first try. I was up there. I did it five times. I didn't do it. Um, it was like, it was a quick moment of like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? It's the story um, you're telling yourself, right? As, that's this, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. The story. Yeah. The story I was telling myself at that time was, yeah, like, I'm not strong enough or I'm not like I it's I'm not meant to do this like you have no power yeah and so my un in my unnatural state I was complete like I I have hopelessness and powerlessness like that was so the story I was telling myself matched up with my unnatural state I was totally in my unnatural state and then um it was my turn to come up again and I worked myself up like I can do this I can do this and I go to break it again, and I didn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, Dr. Peter and Brandy were just um, like, they're like, they're trying to coax me, like, just like harvest all this power and like break it. Like, think of your most powerful time. And like childbirth was mine, I guess. Like, I don't know yeah. um, what I was channeling. And I... I did it again and I actually didn't break it um, the second time then. And I'm just like, what? what is going on? Okay. And so Brandy was like, she said something. I don't know if she said something to me or cause it's all like kind of a blur at that moment. Um, she said something to me or she said something to Dr. Peter um, about my voice. Yep. Use my voice. Um, I think again, it was, yeah. She said something like to Peter. Some, some, Peter was like, okay, we got to use your voice. She, yeah. Cause you have no voice. And so I like, oh, he helped me practice. That's what he yeah, did. You, he had to, you had to practice yeah. shouting, right? I had to practice shouting and like punching his hand. Yeah. yeah. And you're trying to <laughs> yell him with your energy, with your voice, which was, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like a little mouse the first couple of times. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, um, I went to do it again, and um, this time I actually did it. I, I finally broke the board after what seemed like a million times. Well, and, and <laughs> but, again, it was, but it was so, but it was like at that point, it was so easy. I was like, holy crap. Like, I didn't even strike the board, like, as hard as I did the first <laughs> 10 times, however many times. Yeah, it was well, like. And I think, too, the, the really cool thing was, is that, and again, this is a lot of a blur for you, but like, I think it's stuck in so many people's mind. Two things. One, because you couldn't break the board at first, you scared the bejesus out of everybody else. And so they were like <laughs> uber focused. That's why I think they all broke the board the first time. So you inspired them to break the board the first time. And then the second thing is when uh, Dr. Peter was like, I want you to, to yell at me. And, and you did it about three or four times really quiet. And then you did it when you did it really loud. You scared yourself. Yeah. That, like you're like how did that noise come out of me <laughs> so okay so one of my action steps coming from the transformers mastermind was to take voice lessons yes and yeah so and again like it i've been doing it i love it i love my my teacher um and i just remember the first time i sang like i was i thought i was singing super loud she's like i can't hear you like for the first like four or five months we were just working on like me getting, getting volume, like, like getting volume. volume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hit the notes every single time I hit the pitches every single time, but she was like, I just can't, I can't hear you. Um, and so there would be, there were like, there would be these moments where I like belted it out and 
I surprised myself so much, then I just retreated back. And so <laughs> you scared like, yourself holy back. Shit. Holy shit, I just, that came out of my mouth, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so like, and that's, that's something that I've really been working on um, recently is like, okay, I know I can do it. I felt myself do it. I know what the feeling's like. Um, how can I, how can I continue to do this? And that's, that's what I've been working on the last yeah. like month or so. So that's pretty cool because that's a whole analogy of your whole life where you felt like you've never had a voice, right? Yeah. Yep. And had you ever sang before you took these voice lessons? Um, I did have some chorus in um, elementary and middle school. Yeah. But I don't, they, they put me in the outro section because I, when I We're tried so out, I think I was so quiet. Yeah. Yep. So do you feel yep. brave enough to sing a bit for us? A little. A you little. know what? I knew you were going to ask. I, there was like something deep down, like ask me to sing. I know he's going to ask me to sing. We, 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 we just leave an opportunity for you to like push yourself a little bit out of the comfort zone. Um, <laughs> Even if it's a scale, do you have like a pride? Like, is there, is there an exercise or something that you do that you could demonstrate? No, no. Um, I, I actually don't. Um, I, I, I don't, it's, it's weird because a lot of my, with my voice comes with like this like funness and vulnerability piece to it um, yeah. of like, I'm just going to like let myself go. It, a part of it's like just letting, letting me be like my true, like authentic self. Um, right. So I, I mean, I can do like, this is, and this is what I actually, I, I told my, my, my voice coach, I can do the scales. Like, you know, I can do the scales. Like, right. But when we go to do the songs, like I can I, I can sing the songs. I can get the notes. It's at this point, it's my energy level. Like she's like, you're singing like you don't even care. And I'm like, well, because I, I need to, like, I need to have fun. Yeah, I need yeah. to have fun. Like I just need to like, I'm, I'm not doing this so I can become a better singer. I'm right. doing this so I can, I can like, I have a piece of myself. Um, just to shine brightly and just to let myself go. So, um, so recently we've done like a lot of like animal sounds. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I do like scale stuff with animal sounds. Um, I don't know if you want to hear that. I do want to hear it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let so it rip. Like... <laughs> okay. This is fun. Remember having fun. <laughs> no, I know. It's but it's like, moo, 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 moo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And just like going up and up and up. And I love like the low sounds and the high sounds, like monkeys. Like, I don't know. I just did all. It's fun. That's it's so fun. cool. No, yeah. that's, that's awesome. So, so have, what, what's the difference now that you've kind of been able to use your voice? Like, how do you feel like just as a person? Um, as a person, I, I just feel like I, like I can take a deep breath and just be like, I've got it. I've got it. And I can actually, I can actually speak my truth. And I, I always had a difficult time. Um, I, with vocalizing again, cause I don't have a voice. Like I didn't think I had well, a voice. You used to like, not have a I voice. Would, oh, I used to not have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> you do now. So just like finding this, um, like just speaking up about things that really mattered. And so I think like how I present on a daily basis, like I'm way more apt to be just very like upfront and, you know, a, you know, in, 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 with the clients or family, friends, um, my kids. Yeah. So I'm just, I, I can, I'm, I'm just a better version of myself and That's just more free. <laughs> That's cool. Now I just wanted to go on a couple of points too. We, we had that, we had a goal setting exercise and you said, you were saying just before the call how, um, and I'll let you talk about what, what you're building mm -hmm. in your backyard, but just maybe talk about the cool exercise of setting those goals and seeing them just starting to unfold. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't even realize, I don't remember how many, how many goals did you have me write down? Is it 75 it 75. or 150? 75. 75. Okay. Sorry, yeah. yeah. 75. Um, and so 75, um, goals I wrote down and just like writing them down. I'm just like, okay, this is like, this is not going to happen within the next year. This is not going to happen in the next 10 years. Like this is just going to be something that happens like maybe when I have grandkids. Um, and I wrote down a lot of stuff and, I actually questioned like leaving the Transformers mastermind. I actually questioned like, is this something that I really want? Or is this something that I think I should want? Right. Or is this something that somebody has wanted for me? So now I'm like projecting their wants and desires on my own life. So um, I actually like 
came home from that Transformers Mastermind, I'm like, I don't want anything to do with these goals because none of them are true. <laughs> I was like, none of them are true. They're not even me. I don't even know who I am. I don't even know what I want. But then <laughs> it's like time progressed. I remember sitting. Um, so like right away though, like there were a lot of things and there were some things that um, on my goal list that I like very personal things, um, like healing things that I had never even shared with Tony. So, um, so I actually, um, like we, we actually actively started like working on those things, um, yeah. right afterwards, just because not only is it going to heal me, but it's going to heal our relationship. Yep. Um, and so we started working on those and actively, and then I remember sitting in bed, it was like a rainy day and Tony had taken the boys, um, somewhere like to his mom's or something. And. He was like, you know what? You just need a morning like to yourself. I'm going to get that to you. And I was so grateful. I just remember laying in bed. I did my meditation in the morning, my whole morning routine. And I started like drawing in my journal of like this orchard. And I'm like, I want this. And I'm not even going to like put it out like timelines um, of when I want it to happen. It's just, if it's meant to happen, like it's just going to start happening. Mm-hmm. Well, I wrote it down and Tony gave me six apple trees for Christmas. And so I'm like, Oh crap. Like now I really have to get this. Like it's, it's like, it's, it's all like coming into play. And he didn't even know at that point that that's what I wanted. Like that's, that's what, that's just what he gave me. And so it's just like amazing. Like, like, cause that was, that was actually a big part of it. Like I want, I, I wanted to have like a homestead. I want to have chickens. I want to have like, um, like a whole orchard, a bigger garden, um, just because everything, like that's how I go out and that's how I, part of how I reconnect with myself. Um, but I also want to teach that to the, to the boys. Um, it's a lot of the universal principles that I was not fully aware of. Like I learned them first through gardening before I actually ever learned them for, for myself. So, um, so yeah, so the majority of the goals that I had set for myself, I would say probably 50% of the goals that I had set for myself, actually, I've already accomplished them. And that's not even a year ago. And that's not even a year ago. (laughs) And that's, yeah, that's not even a year ago. And um, yeah, and and I didn't even do it consciously. Like some, I consciously did it. Yeah. Um, And, uh, but a lot of it just kind of fell into place just because of who I was being. That's cool. And uh, how that, I've changed. <clears throat> you realize that sounds a little bit woo-woo. <laughs> well. <laughs> we love I'm woo-woo. Down, I'm, down, I'm down with the woo-woo now. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Well, um, I like to always ask my Transformers uh, question. Transformer, like, uh, sorry, like, sorry, not Transformers. The Terminator question. So you get to zip by zap back in time and talk to yourself when maybe you're 20 years older or younger, uh, what kind of advice would you give to yourself if you could actually zip back and kind of give some motherly advice to yourself when you're younger? Other people's opinions about myself don't matter. Who I am matters way more than what anybody else is ever going to think about me and who I'm being. So mm-hmm. yeah, as long as I can, as long as I'm constantly in line with the truth and my truth, it's nothing else really. Nobody else's opinion of me matters at that point. So, cool. That's, yeah. and it's easy. Like we said, those ones again, easy to say, but hard to do, right? <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something that we always have. Um, like we always have this like internal check with ourselves. Like there's always like, if we ever go out of balance with ourselves, like we know immediately, but we either choose to um, like, we can either choose to ignore it or we can choose to do something about it and mm-hmm. make, make it better. So that's awesome. That's great. Well, yeah. in, in closing, I, I always like to leave the last uh, couple of minutes to my guests to, uh, to just kind of whatever's coming through your mind, what, what kind of words of inspiration you have for people out there. Cause you got, you know, you got chiropractors from all the world and, and chiropractic assistants and students, and, uh, you know, maybe they're feeling a little bit burnt out or a little bit kind of tired or want a little inspiration. What kind of words of wisdom would you like to leave everybody with? Um, uh, well, this is like really fresh on my mind. Um, it's something that I was reflecting on the other day, um, but we had, so since we've been in practice, like we've always made goals, like we're going to, we're going to do this. Like, this is the goal we're going to set. And then like we had 
the best intentions, like we are going to do this, like we visualize it, like, okay, because we're visualizing it, we're going to manifest it, like this is, like, this is what's going to happen, um, and it never happened. <laughs> but, like, not to be, like, not from a discouraging lens, but from a really encouraging lens of the moment, like, Recently, we've started, um, and I actually, it all started when you and Brandy did the goal-setting webinar. Um, oh, yeah. That was really important to us, um, just because about like creating success momentum to like for your goals and um, really creating actionable steps. Like that just made so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been we've been hitting goals for a while, but recently we've just been like blowing the top of our goals, like more than we could like wildly like more that we could like even visualize in our greatest visualization. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, But like, but I always thought that I would have a, like I would be a different person once I hit these goals, but the meeting the goals doesn't make me a different person. doesn't make me a better person. doesn't make me a worse person. I had the realization of I hit these goals. I blew the top off of these goals because I was a different person to begin with. Right. Yeah. So we had always heard stories of people opening up their practice and like going from zero to like 350 a week in a matter of three months. It's like, why, like, how can they have it and not us? Um, But, but it's the fact that like, oh, wow, like that person, like who were, who were they being to like, to have those? And so it was just that, that quick moment of realization, like it doesn't, really matter what my goal is. It's who I'm being as I'm working towards that goal. That's what matters the most. Mm-hmm. And, just and, that's something, and that's something that you and Brandy have really helped us out um, as individuals, couple practice, and we're so grateful. Well, that's, that's, that's yeah. cool. And it's, we're so proud yeah. of you guys. Cause it's just, it's awesome to be able to work with people and be a little bit part of their life and see them just kind of blossom. And, and, uh, and so we really appreciate that. But I was just going to say that, uh, that reminds me of a quote that Jim Rohn said is he says, you don't set goals for the goal. You set goals for the person you need to become in order to achieve the goal. Right. And yep. so I think yep. that's, I think that's pretty amazing. So Emily, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really thank you. It. Thank you, Dr. Don. This was amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, got me, it got me out of my comfort zone. So it's, uh, it's perfect. Thank you. That's, that's awesome. And I think a lot of people out there can benefit because I'm sure people listening, I bet you there's a lot of people out there that don't feel like they have their voice. So I think this story will be inspirational for them to take it to the next level. So, so for everybody out there, I took some notes there. Again, the key thing is, 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 uh, and really to be at that mastermind and see Emily break through that challenge and break the board was kind of, that was kind of one of my highlights, I think of last year's actually seeing her be able to do that. And, um, and really being able to, to really find her truth and, and not so much be um, worried about everything around her and feel like she's like a, just the grass blowing in the wind, depending on what's going on in the environment is where she can actually take control of her health and, and go into a certain direction. So everyone out there, if you do what she did, you can crush the curse. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you receive value from this episode, please take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. If you know a fellow chiropractor that could benefit from this message, please share it with them. Because it's my goal to provide you with great content, please contact me if you have any questions at drdonmcdonald.com or find me on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.